Culture shock is real. Maybe you're a newlywed and you've moved to a new town with your husband and you don't even know your way to Target. We know how we love our Target runs. Or maybe you're a former pastor's wife and suddenly your husband is no longer the pastor. That creates an identity crisis on several levels. Or maybe you're a missionary on the field and you wonder sometimes if people really care enough to pray for you as you're going through struggles that you wouldn't write about in the missionary prayer letter. Or maybe you're like me, a widow who doesn't know how not to be a wife. You've been a wife for longer than you've done anything else in life, and now you're having this who am I stage of life. Or maybe I didn't mention your situation at all. Maybe it's something else. But you're still feeling like things just don't fit right. That's culture shock. Thank you for joining Keep the Heart for today's podcast with Francie Taylor. Francie is an author, teacher, and conference speaker. Sharing lessons from the Word of God is her passion. Now, back to today's important study. There are at least a dozen related definitions for culture shock, but I'll just paraphrase a few. You could be feeling cut off from the things that you've been familiar with for a long time, and you may be struggling to adjust to an environment or a location that's different from your own. Or maybe it's just been too much change all at once, and that has you feeling anxious or uncertain in your new situation. Changes are challenges that force us to adapt even when we don't feel like it. What can we do when we're in a situation and we're trying to adjust? Let's consider four tips. But as usual, I know that these are just initial ideas and you'll come up with more on your own. Please understand that in episodes that are 15 minutes or shorter, we can't cover things in depth. It's not going to be a deep dive. It's going to be more like a springboard into ideas that you can even turn into prayer requests. So these four things are meant to just get you started. First, be realistic in your expectations. Ecclesiastes 7.8 reminds us that things often do improve over time. It says this, Better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof, and the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. When I first moved from Minnesota to Pensacola, Florida, I actually had very low expectations And that actually made things a bit easier. I didn't expect to make friends right away. And I certainly didn't expect to fall in mad love with a new church over the course of one weekend. Not knowing my way around town was also stressful at first. And I really disliked doing so many things alone for the first time in my adult life. What a difference four years makes. I have a wonderful group of Florida sister friends. Plus, I even have family that has moved to the area. And going to church doesn't feel like a heroic effort anymore. It feels like I belong. I don't walk into the building and wonder where to go or what to do. Serving in the ministry there at Campus Church helped to knit my heart to my church family. It's still way too big for my personal preference, but at least I can find someone I know in that huge place. And as for not knowing my way around town, I had to smile to myself when I was invited to someone's home, and I knew the way there without GPS. 
Things were rough in the beginning, but they are much better now. It really helps to remind ourselves to be patient in spirit when it comes to going through culture shock and change. That way, we avoid the entitlement attitude that misleads us into thinking that things have to be the way we like them or else we just can't be happy. A proud spirit is impatient, and it keeps us from appreciating anything good. A patient spirit keeps us realistic in our expectations. Take a hard look at your expectations in your situation and give those expectations to God in prayer. A second way to get through culture shock is to actively serve the Lord. Psalm 100 verse 2 says this, and you know it, Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. God showers us with unexpected blessings when we're serving Him. And it's even sweeter when we serve him because we love him, not because we want something in return or out of a sense of duty. Here's a short list of things that may happen while you're busy serving the Lord through your culture shock. First, God will give you new friends. He will. You will meet more people by serving than sitting in a pew. The next thing that's so helpful is serving others takes the focus off of self which is healthier for us spiritually and emotionally. And the third thing that may happen while you're busy serving the Lord is that God knows what we need, and he often fills that need while we're serving him. Now expect a little back talk from your flesh here because we don't always feel like doing things that are good for us. Overrule that toddler voice in your head and take this important step of faith. Serving the Lord is a valuable part of the Christian life, and we're lopsided when we're not serving. Life becomes all about us, our likes, our dislikes, and before you know it, a critical spirit is our constant companion. Serving really helps in so many ways, and not only with culture shock. When our church was asking for summer volunteers to fill spots in the choir, I volunteered. Now, I was nervous about it but I went ahead and I sent the email saying that I volunteered. This is a very large choir here at Campus Church, and many of the people are so musically gifted, and they read music like we read books. But the Lord really impressed on my soul that this was the right place for me to be in the summer, so I joined the choir. My first Sunday in practice, I only knew one of the five songs we rehearsed. And then I had to learn important things like the location of the nearest restroom in that unfamiliar part of the building, what to carry into the church auditorium as we were entering the choir loft, what not to do when in the choir loft, and so much more. It was one of the best things I've done since moving to Pensacola. I've already served as a Sunday school class teacher, but when students are gone for the summer, I don't have a class to teach. Joining the choir allowed me to meet a whole new group of people while seeing firsthand all the labor that goes into each piece of music. My soul rejoiced, and I really looked forward to every week of serving in that ministry. God knew that it would deepen my love for my church as well. If you don't have a place of service, pray for direction and then volunteer where needed. God will guide you because it is his will for us to serve him with gladness. When we're not serving, it seems to do something to our level of commitment to church. It dampens it and drags it down. 
If you've been wrestling with your church attendance, having an area of service is motivating. Serving the Lord is an important act of worship. A third way to get through culture shock is to surrender your emotions to God in prayer. Did you know that one reason why so few prayers are answered is that so few are asked? We may claim that we're praying, but we may be mistaking our internal whining for genuine, humble petitions to God. How do most parents respond to a whining child? By giving them what they want or what they need. We may mistakenly think that God hasn't answered us because we're making our prayers a checklist instead of requests. God wants to hear our prayers, but we need to leave the answers up to Him. Psalm 27 verse 7 reminds us to ask for mercy when we're taking our requests to God. Listen to this verse. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. Have mercy also upon me and answer me. It's a pleading petition. There are so many things that are a part of culture shock that we really need to take to the Lord. For example, loneliness is often a part of culture shock. The magnitude of change often overwhelms the heart and we're pushed either to despair or discouragement. Loneliness isn't easily solved by the presence of people. In fact, If the loneliness is due to the absence of people we love and they're not able to be with us, putting another body in the spot is not going to fix a thing. Have you ever heard of being alone in a crowd? This is obviously a need that only God can fill. Frustration is another part of culture shock and it can really make us emotionally unstable. While learning to adjust to a new way of life, there may be things that happen that either don't make sense or we just don't like the changes, period. It's normal to go through frustration, but the key is to go through it, not to make it a parking spot. We may even wrestle with anger, which again is a normal human emotion and response. Anger is problematic when it becomes habitual outbursts inflicted on others. We may be irritated because we don't like our unfamiliar or uncomfortable situation, But we don't have to make other people miserable while we're adjusting. God knows what we're going through, and He really cares. There is no feeling we can experience that He is not completely aware of, and He went through it all when He walked this earth. Hebrews 4.15 reminds us that Jesus personally knows the inner workings of our feelings. It says this, For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. If you haven't spent time with the Lord in prayer about your emotions lately, make the time to do that, maybe even right after this podcast episode. It's not a shame to have problems with our emotions. It's a shame to keep the problems from the one who can truly help, and that's God. And finally, our fourth thing that we can do to help us with culture shock, thank the Lord. But wait a minute. Thank the Lord for the fact that we're in the most uncomfortable time of our lives? Thank the Lord for heartache? Thank the Lord for loss? Thank the Lord for this? Yes, and the only reason I can give you is because His Word says so in 1 Thessalonians 5.18. 
In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. When we're struggling in our faith, familiar verses often become sources of irritation. Our souls are tempted to say, yeah, 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 I know, I know. But do you know it doesn't matter what we know? It matters what we do with what we know. 1 Thessalonians 5.18 has only 17 words, but they are powerful. When we've heard a verse repeatedly, there's a risk that we're not focusing on all the words because of the familiarity. Let's not allow that to happen. First, when you read this verse in your Bible, you will notice that everything is two words, not one like we're used to it being. You'll also notice that God's will is that we thank him in everything. And finally, you'll see that this is commanded in the name of Christ Jesus. The ultimate authority has spoken here. Will we obey? If things in your world are orderly and calm, pause and thank the Lord for giving you this earthly form of a mini vacation. But if things are in upheaval, thank the Lord for this season of learning and ask him to help you not to miss the lessons. Thank him when things are great and praise him when things are not going to our liking. Culture shock is a rotation we go through in our lives as things change continuously. When we tell ourselves the truth that this too shall pass, we can face these changes with hope rather than gloominess. Some changes are bigger, others are small and should be treated as minor. Either way, we all get a turn going through culture shock at some point in our lives. This episode isn't meant to solve the issues related to culture shock. It's meant to give you some ideas and suggestions for dealing with it. The solutions will come from the Lord because that's where our help comes from in every situation. Psalm 121 verses 1 through 2 puts it perfectly. I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. You've been listening to Francie Taylor. For more from Francie, visit keeptheheart.com for devotionals, books, and the popular Bible study series, I See You in Christ Unconditionally. ICU is flexible by design and encourages users to develop the habit of daily Bible study. Visit KeepTheHeart.com today. Thank you for listening.